Hey there, boys and girls. It is January 8th, 2017. Happy New Year. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> Dude, well, it's our first show back. Yeah. Uh, a little we, rusty. We t- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell no. It was we, a good we, break. We, I enjoyed it. A little rusty because it's raining. What? And I'm metal. What? No, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm so metal. I'm rusty. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Obviously, nothing has changed in, since no. our last... Since our last episode, last beer. yeah, uh, fuck yeah, we we did have a beer last time, uh, but anyway, our we come back with a guest, our goat, our our what, our guest, goat, co- our, our goat, <laughs> our guest today is uh, Coach Mark Cisneros from the Alisal High Soccer Team. It's been a long time coming. You, should, I, I, again, I could have swore you had been on the show already, but. I guess not. Yeah, I've been dying and no. waiting for the phone call, man. Episode, <laughs> uh, We're terrible at scheduling. Episode man. 131. Oh, it's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, well, you're here now, and it's right in the middle of the season, so it works out, and the league play has started, right? Yep, yep. So we're, we're out of the preseason, yep. and there's so much to talk about. The the Kickstarter and the trip to L.A. and, and all that. But So let's, let's start there, because I still have it talk to you since okay. you know i've seen the updates yeah um but anyway so you, you took a team you took team down to, to play some teams down in la yeah, right some yeah. pretty well, good teams well, first of all thanks thanks for supporting us uh i know you guys you donated some money to the team and and that was you know every every dime counts so thank you first of all yeah, you're doing that. Yeah, so you didn't make it anonymous. Fucking, I did make it anonymous. I can't keep it anonymous from the poster. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I don't care. I don't care. It's just like I'm just like humble brag over here. Yeah, you know. I, I, well, I put anonymous, but as soon as I did that, I tweeted out. Just, <laughs> just, just anonymously <laughs> donated. You know. Yeah. Hashtag stay humble. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so but yeah, so. Again, okay, you used uh, what is it, crowdfunding yeah, to to, to help fund it because it. I mean, shit. How many was at least twenty kids? Forty. We took forty-three oh. kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. damn, that's not cheap. Yeah, so <laughs> those kids can eat. Yeah. I was I'm looking at your stats yeah. of, of all the food they were going yeah, through. And, yeah, oh my yeah, god, it's crazy. Man. I remember being that age. You know, just eat and eat and yeah. eat. Um, no, but anyway, so so how was the trip? You, you crowdfunded it, and it was a successful. Extremely successful that NPR thing. I, I loved reading the little notes that people were leaving. Yeah, you know, class of '76 or whatever. It was yeah. like, all right. No, it was um, it was really cool. You know, we we make our schedule a year before. So last year when we scheduled these games, uh, those particular teams were were like one, two, and three in the state, and like three, five, and seven in the nation. And then come now, so you know we had scheduled those games last season. And so we're just waiting this season for them to come around. And um, at that point, at, at one point, we saw that we weren't going to be able to take the JV because it's too much money. Yeah. And so oh. somebody said, start a GoFundMe. And I was like, ah, it's kind of, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I'll check it it's out. It's for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I hate asking people for money. It's like, oh, I yeah. totally, man. Mexican pride, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pride yeah. thing, man. But nah, good thing you went for it, man. Yeah, we went for it. And uh, we had about 2500 bucks and. You know, I I got I had with that money I got three hotel rooms for like twenty three guys and we we're gonna cram them in and we we're gonna stay at my mom's down there and stuff. And then NPR got just it, making it happen over here, man. <laughs> make it happen. And, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no. And then and NPR got got a hold of the story or, or something like that. You know, uh-huh. I'm really not sure how that went, but 
You know, you um, called him again. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> That's where I could jump into. Oh, speaking of anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's me too, Dad. That's me too. <laughs> and um, yeah, man. So they reached out to you in PR? Yeah. Uh, one of the Crystal Amazon from All Things Considered and set, sent an email. And um, she saw a trailer that they were doing for a documentary on the team that they're doing. Yeah. And then she said, you know, hey, you want to do a story? And then once, make a long story short, once they aired it, we had almost $17,000. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I was telling Cujo because when that happened, it was like, it's funny how people... A lot of people like to talk down, all oh, radio's dying, this and that. Like, yeah, fuck that, radio's dying. Look what it did in 24 hours, yeah, you know? Alive, man. Uh, yeah. crazy. Just absolutely crazy. And then in, in that short amount of time, I called the coaches down in LA. I said, look, we're taking the JV now. We're taking the whole squad, man. Let's, let's do it. So yeah. we, took, we took everybody, man. We took 40. We had about 46 people with us, 47 people with us. Uh, we spent about $4,000 in hotel rooms, another 3000 on food and you know, a thousand on gas and just all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we spent about 10,000 bucks right down there. So, yeah. Um, and it was all possible because of people like you guys and NPR and, and all the people, man, that, that really just helped out. It was amazing. You know, soccer aside, what, what I experienced with that, with people doing that, it was just amazing. Well, to me, what I, I'm, I'm so huge on, like, the, not just here in Salinas, but everywhere. Like, if you're in high school, you should have to live for a year somewhere else. Like, that should be mandatory, you know? Like, just spend a year somewhere else just because yeah, yeah. you need different experiences. Yeah, that that sure. just changes your life. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, again, and it happens a lot here in Salinas, is where Salinas is everything, you know? Like, to growing up here. Like, again, we, we've talked before where there's kids at 15 years old never been to the beach. Sure. Yeah. You know? So, 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 and again, going out there, you seeing these different experiences, seeing how how everything is within reach, you know, is huge. So to me, when you took the kids down there and I was seeing the pictures, you know, of them in Hollywood and this and that, it was like, dude, that's that's amazing. That's an experience that's going to be with them forever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and so, yeah, so I thought that was super cool. But how did you guys do? Well, we, we kicked ass, man. We went down there and we played the, well, at one point was the number seven team in the nation. We beat them 3-0. And then... Um, Couple of days later, we played the number one team in California. We beat them one zero, and then uh, we played the number three team in the nation. A couple of days later, and we were zero uh, zero. So we didn't give up a goal the whole time we we're down there. We scored four in the process. So pretty amazing uh, experience. You know, some of the some of the some of the uh, I mean, across the board, it was a beautiful experience. But some of the negatives still kind of exist. You know, um, we lost a couple of kids to eligibility while we were down there. So in the last game that we had, I didn't play them. Um, um, so those are things we're trying to take care of, you know, but, yeah. um, but still, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was all around a great experience. You know, a lot of uh, the other thing too, is um, sometimes the kids might think that the grass is greener on the other side, you know, you go to LA, I want to see a better life. And, you know, sometimes you realize that, you know, where you're at, it's not so bad either. Once you've seen LA, once you've seen all this other stuff and you think back at your own place, and you think, oh, that's not too bad where I live. You know, Salinas it, is a, exactly. it's a good spot, man. It's just gotta, you know, just gotta do a couple things, you know, make, make things better. And this is what we're trying to do is just make things better. Fuck yeah. No, I can imagine going to Hollywood for the first time and you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were isn't this supposed to be like beautiful celebrities <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> you know, like this is yeah. grimy. There's homeless encampments on every freeway down LA. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you guys saw it. They're just tripping out. Dude, that shit's crazy. No, but again, that, that's cool. So what, 
Do you have a good team this year then? <laughs> is that yeah, is that ultimately right. <laughs> yeah, is that is that what I'm hearing? We're all right. <laughs> nah, you know, we're all right. You know, we're just trying to work and uh work hard and you know, for me with the with the team, the boys, it's not just about soccer, you know, it's about trying to make them better young men, you know. And uh I think a lot of the things that we talk about in soccer definitely can apply to their lives, you know, hard work, uh never giving up, you know, dealing with adversity, you know, um um commitment, consistency, all the things yeah. that, that are gonna make them successful kids in, in life, you know, be a good, be a good son at home, you know, help mom and dad, you know, all those things. I mean, it doesn't always work out, but we try, you know, we try and, and yeah. for the most part it does. So I think, I think when the, when the boys um, buy into that stuff, I think it really translates into good soccer on the field, good discipline, intelligent soccer on the field. And so the boys are good, but you know, uh, right now, man, and uh, Salinas is, fuck, man, it's, there's so many good teams right now. Yeah. Alvarez is, Amazing, yeah. you know, even Palma's coming up. Palma's looking good. North Salinas is looking good. Um, down South is looking good, you know, uh, Soledad. Um, you got Watsonville, of course, our neighbor, neighboring city, you know. Yeah. Incredible, they, Pajaro Valley. Yeah. There's so much soccer, it's, it's ridiculous. Dude, and I'm going to look something up on my phone that I, I need to read to you, but, um, uh, and, well, that whole ranking and all, how does that happen? Like, do coaches just, some, is it you know, a some, website or what the who? It's it's a you know a lot of it is kind of like you know some yeah, of it's yeah. kind of garbage you know it's not yeah it's not all like well I mean it's high school so you could yeah I always imagine the committee <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like three people get together and like he's the good one fuck everyone yeah, else, that's you know? probably how it works yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah I mean these guys, real, these guys you know? that do the rankings they haven't seen these teams play you know they're just going off of records and stuff oh they're undefeated oh, let's put them number one. Oh, they've only given up two goals. Oh, let's put them at number three, you know, whatever. But um, yeah. but you know, apart from that, the the the, the fact the the fact the fact is fact, and the fact is that Alvarez and, and Alistair and Watsonville are very good teams, no matter what ranking system you talk about, whether rankings existed or not. They're Fuck good yeah. teams across the board, you know, they, and they'll always be good teams because there's a lot of talent here. No. I t- Sorry, I gotta find that they uh, again on on Reddit. I think I brought Reddit up to you. They posted the the story of of again the, the NPR story. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Really? And somebody left a comment on there. I think it was a dude. He was like, "Oh yeah, coach at Bellman or something." And he was like, "Every time we played one of those teams from down there, it was just kind of like, oh, here we go, oh. community." Alisal beat Beller- Bellerman very convincingly before the winter break. It should be a great season for them. Random stranger on the internet. But, um, okay, here we go. As a Bellerman alum, it's pretty convincing the level of play from Alisal slash any Salinas school um, is always one, if not two, two notches above ours, usually one of the best in the South Bay. I was the soccer manager four years ago, and our halftime team talk was just not to get embarrassed and walk away with no injuries. <laughs> <laughs> it was pointless playing oh, them. Shit. They dominated every facet of the game. That was some, again, some capitalist Soviet <laughs> on Reddit. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, that's what somebody, you know, it's amazing to me how, how well known this is. And, and sometimes it doesn't seem like in town it's well known, you know? Yeah. When, if Palma wins a CCS championship, they'll shut down Main Street to have a parade, you know? Yeah. And 
and Al Sal is over here just fucking knocking down Goliaths and it doesn't seem to register. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm glad you know I, I'm glad that we have this outlet that we can you know have you on here to talk about so people can fucking hear you know like it's it's for real you know it, it's for real. I used to think oh just because I like soccer and I follow it locally, of course it's like oh that's why it seems like it's good. But no, this is a whole nother level that's going on here. Like people live for soccer in this town. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah no. I, and I think you know with the with the amount of. Um, publicity that the team has been getting lately with the NPR thing and, you know, with you guys. Um, I, what, that's exactly what it points to is that there's a love for soccer, man, but by thousands of people in this area that, that just love soccer and want to help a good cause, you know, and want to get behind a team that that represents a lot of the good qualities that, that, we, that come out of Salinas, you know, yeah. hard work and dedication and commitment. And this is what these guys have. This is what my Alisal boys have. So, um, and... People are getting behind that. And that's cool. You know, that's really cool. How long does it take every week to prepare for a game for you? Um, it takes it takes about, you know, depends how much time we have. So, for example, against Watsonville, we beat Watsonville. And I gave the boys the, the, the day off the next day. Give them every chance you get to say that, that they beat Watsonville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and by, by the way, we, we beat Watsonville. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the yeah. bad, bro. I just got to say. I love Watsonville. Uh, coaches are great guys, Coach yeah. Edge and Valente and the kids. I know a lot of the kids out there, and they're really good kids. But, uh, you know, I'll give the kids a day off afterwards, and then we went three three days straight. We give them uh, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, against high school rule, we can't practice on Sundays, so uh, we practice on Saturdays sometimes. And then we'll go back to practice tomorrow. We have a game on Tuesday. And then we'll practice Wednesday because we have our arch rivals on Thursday coming up in four days, five days, which is the Alvarez Eagles. And that's sh- that's gonna yeah. be at LSL. So that should be right off the bat, um, an incredible game for for the community to come by and watch. Um, I, I think you know I even if you're not a soccer fan, that, yeah. that's our Super California or a that's our classic. Yeah, that's Thank our classic. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that is a classic. And you know, even if you're not a soccer fan, man, I think I think uh, people should go check it out because it's more than a soccer game; it's an experience. You know, Dude, I, where yeah. did you say they're playing? They're playing at LSL. It's at five Thursday, this Thursday, coming Thursday at 5. Oh, yeah, this episode will be out by then for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah and I hope it's, it's not raining. <laughs> dude, last year at, yeah. at Alvarez, they brought the band and the cheerleaders out. And it's like, dude, this is like what they do for the football team. You know, like, it, what is the football team, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy. And you know, Miss Oil's out there all crazy. Oh, really? Oh, he got, oh, She's still there. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We graduated Alvarez. 2004, what's up? <laughs> 13 years ago. Yeah, man. Um, but no, those games are, 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 those are awesome. And again, that's part of, that's actually, that's what started this, you know, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. It was that frustration of like, dude, this, well, there there should be a thousand people out here, but there could be a thousand, you know, for Alice yeah. Alvarez, they could easily get a thousand people. Um, but yeah, it was one of those, it's like, why aren't people telling this story? And, and then that's exactly what it was, you know, it's, that pushed me to start well, Selena soccer first and then eventually led to this. And so, yeah, so those I, I can highly encourage anybody that is listening to this that has that is available that day. Go watch it. It yeah. is definitely an experience and it's a battle. It's a fucking battle. I don't know. It, it, it's Alice Al Alvarez. It's weird. I mean, well, again, we're all you know, intimately involved in it. So yeah. we, we know, but I mean, shit, dude, it could be volleyball in this yeah, fucking yeah. 
Shit gets crazy, but soccer is a big one. Soccer yeah. is... A, yeah. it's, and we, we're three miles apart, so... Yeah. It makes it a really uh, intense rivalry. Well, dude, I re- yeah. It, it, I remember, because, well, my sister was went there in 96, the first year, year it fucking uh, opened. Right, Alvarez. Alvarez. Well, she was supposed to go to Alice. That was the whole thing. Is Alice Al, you know, that's where they're like, oh, that's where... If you can't handle Alice Al, you went to Alvarez kind of shit, you know? And it was like, fuck that, dude. The, the lines, the district drew dictated that shit. But that's where I think a lot of the animosity between the school starts, you know? It's like, hey, oh, you guys, yeah, you went to the new frou-frou school over there in the suburbs, you know? And I was like, hey, fuck you. The school's not even done yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 They're super fun uh, games all the time, but, yeah. Um, so that totally overtook your how long does it take to prepare no 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 i mean but like well takes, like you know, do you watch like tape i guess on alvarez or that or do you just like i know i want to play my game it doesn't matter what they do and i we've played them enough that we kind of figure or do you actually sit there and be like oh shit like number 10 is a dude to, you know gotta gotta put my fast guy on him yeah, or something yeah no i i um i very rarely scout a team that we're gonna play um is that even common in in soccer? I think I, I know coaches that scout a lot of the teams they play. I, I don't scout any. I don't really scout anybody because, um, like, like you said earlier, I can I can only control my team and how we're gonna play and how we're gonna set up and all yeah. that stuff. So I spend my time focusing on that. And you know, let's just say you do you do scout a team and you come and play and they play completely different than what you saw. They use a completely different formation than what you saw them play against North Salinas or whatever. Then your your planning's out the window. And so, you know, we can't control any of that stuff. So I, we only try to control how we play, our attitude before the game, our mental preparation, our mental toughness, and then and go from there and try to do our best and, you know, work hard. And, you know, the boys understand that the byproduct, the byproduct of working hard is usually a W. So we don't, even really, we don't worry about winning or losing either. We just worry about, worry about working really hard and, and trying to outwork the other teams. That's, that's what we try to do. And, and uh, like in soccer, I've noticed the more I, I – learn about it there seems to be also a kind of a a divide between using stats and technology for a game or just old school soccer know-how there's always there's coaches last year i think it was siggy schmidt from seattle was like dude fuck fuck numbers and analytics you know like i understand players um and i notice you are always with like you always have like a tablet in your hand and so do you fall like do you like to use technology as much as possible or are you just checking facebook no i just you know i have a certain uh some some apps that i use that help me with the team that help me with formations and stuff like that and but i mainly use it to write down who's shooting who scored who got the assist how many oh. saves our goalie has because... You're keeping your own stats. We have That's to. That's cool. <laughs> Actually, high school coaches have to because at the end of the year, um, all the awards are given to the league players. And a lot of it is based on how many goals a player scored, who had the most assists, you know, who defensively was sound, who, which goalie had the, the least amount or most saves or whatever. So I like to keep track of that stuff too. And plus, also, if college scouts ever ask about a player, I could say, yeah, he lead, led the league with 26 goals this year. Five were against this team. Sixteen were out of league, and so I need to know those things. And I think uh, scouts need to know those things too. But it's it's good, you know, information to have. But um, that's why I mean I, I don't use it if it rains, obviously, because 
<laughs> mess up, but um, the wife will get mad. Yeah. Oh, you know that's my iPad. <laughs> yeah. You know, people have their opinions about those things. I mean, some people, some kids, some coaches will refuse to use it because whatever reason. But I don't really concern myself. With yeah. Things, well, dude, and how do we get a fucking? How do we get a professional soccer team here in Salinas? That's the well, big you know we had thing. one man. And these fuckers, they the blew it. The city blew it. Yeah. And, um, it was a samba, right? Yeah, was that, that the was samba, the last. Yeah. The last. And we need it. We have the stadium for it. You know, we have a professional stadium already built for to house any professional yeah. or semi-professional team in in the city. We have the the infrastructure, the parking is there. We have the money in the ad companies who are, you know, tremendously wealthy in this area who can stand behind a team, and then. First and foremost, we have the talent yeah. to get a team going, you know, at the semi-professional uh, level, you know. And, you know, I think, you know, this is kind of off topic, but, you know, when it comes to American soccer, uh, one of the things that that's, I think is hurting American soccer, is hurting our, our country's progress in soccer, is that we don't have a, a ascension and dissension like they do in other countries where yeah. if the Galaxy comes in last place, they have to go to the second division yeah. and work their way up to get back into the first division. There's no incentive... There's no an urgency to win, you know, because if the earthquakes come in last place, they don't have to worry about going to the second division next year. They're, they're right back up in the oh, first division. I'm well aware, bro. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but, you know, you put a team in Salinas, right, who starts off in the second division, and you put in place the ascension-dissension, um, you know, idea, and then all of a sudden Salinas gets promoted to the first division and they're playing against the earthquakes. That could, that could happen. That, yeah. that, that could be a reality. There's money to do that. The, the stadium would be sold out every Saturday here in Salinas if, if, if that happened. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, I think it's an opportunity that the city's missing out on, man, big time. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, you know, from a business standpoint, there's a lot of money there. From a soccer lover standpoint, there's a lot of beautiful soccer to be played at that stadium. But yeah. it's just not happening right now. So I, I know. That, that frustrates And again, on that subreddit there, they've got that, that hashtag USL to Salinas. And oh, the, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They're because they're, the dude that one of the moderators, well, the main moderator is some kid from Prunedale, so he's a local kid. So he's like Salinas, Salinas. He's like some cruise dude. What's his? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember. So he's he loves this dude. Will be like, oh, this Hungarian twenty two year old is gonna be a piece. He's like, how the fuck do you know this? <laughs> he just sits at home and just like follows soccer forever. But anyway, he's a huge supporter of that, and and to me, it it it, it boggles me that. The San Jose earthquakes, it not only just don't even pay attention, well, I'm going to say completely ignore it, you know, the, the, the earthquakes don't just treat Salinas like a second class city, they just ignore it fully. And it was like, are you kidding? There's 150,000 people in the city, you know, you have 400,000 in the county that are huge soccer supporters. I go, I go back to when they opened their new stadium. They did a relay, a soccer ball relay. They went all over the north, the north state. There was one place that they canceled on the yeah, Salinas I stop. That, yeah. The fucking Salinas. And I emailed them. I was like, "What's going on? Why'd you cancel those Salinas?" The ball stuff? was gonna get stolen. Yeah, yeah. The, the bullets they're gonna puncture it. Eh? And uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I was like, well, I I literally I emailed them because this is when I did the blog, and I was like, "What, what the fuck?" Is the southernmost city on the tour. It's the it was like the third biggest city in the tour behind like Oakland and San Francisco or something. And I was like, this is it's a huge opportunity. Where what are you doing? And they're like, oh, they were playing Galaxy. They they were playing Galaxy that 
the week after that. So they're like, oh, we're just trying to get all our, you know, kind of all our ducks in a row for this soft opening. Uh, we'll, we'll do. They they said, oh, what if we do a training there later in the year? What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Message me. And they never messaged me back. Well, I don't know why they would. It. it was kind of weird <laughs> that they even offered something. Like, well, I'm not, who am I to demand? Did they know who you were back then? No. no. Well, famous, the, my seat right now. <laughs> the right now is different. Yours yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, man. He's got a press pass and everything. Uh, yeah. That's why it took you so long to get it, because they saw the email and they were like, oh, it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> now it says, press, fool. Look at yeah, You gave it to me. You can't take it back. Yeah. I guess I can, technically. Yeah, hell yeah. But uh, no, again, it, it that's the one thing that it, it's... Well, like I was talking to you about the food cart downtown. To me, it's one of those things that's like it's so easy. Why? Why? Is it, everything is there again. That, like you said, that's the the biggest issue again when it comes to a, a semi-pro or pro team. The stadium. They try to get a goddamn baseball team for some fucking reason. I'm trying to build a twenty million dollar stadium, and it's like you guys realize Robobank is already open, right? Like it's already built. And then, like you said, it's got the parking. It's attached to a seventeen thousand seat stadium. Yeah. You know, it's it, all the requirements the that would be necessary to bring a, a semi professional team. And, you know, they have to have a locker room. They have to have a, a certain door locks and security and a certain amount of parking and a certain stadium size. And that that stadium meets all those requirements. And uh, the only thing it's missing is a team. So. Yeah, yeah. got to figure it out. Got to call that some cruise dude. And anyway. I, I don't know. Listen, I need some prune though. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's frustrating, and it, it, again, it's more frustrating because I like it. You know, I happen to like the sport. Um, well, and then you were talking about American soccer. What's holding it back? Um, do you think it ever will get to a point where it's not NFL? NFL is hardcore. You know, you can't. But like, in, uh, at least NBA, where there'll be like generational fans and like. Because right now, literally, the most times I bring up, oh, I'm going to watch, a, uh, I'm going to the earthquakes in San Jose. People are like, there was an earthquake in San Jose? <laughs> I was like, no. Or or the our, the, our boss was up from L.A. Th- uh, this week, oh, yeah. and he saw all my scarves. I have all, all my soccer scarves right there on my cubicle, because life is good, and I have a cubicle. <laughs> and... Um, uh. So he was he he was asking Kujo like oh what what is what sport is that first of all he's like what sport is that like well, look at the soccer balls dude wow. um, so and he was like oh it's a, it's a, they're a soccer team in San Jose and he was like oh what level of soccer do yeah. they play and then Kujo's like they're in MLS and he was like well what 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 level is that, is that? <laughs> yeah and and like, when I told him asked him about Galaxy he knew what Galaxy was so it's like. And he knew that the earthquakes, not the quakes, were, were their biggest rivals. But it was like, dude, that. But he just couldn't put it together. No. Nah. And oh. this dude, like, he likes sports. Well, hockey's yeah. his thing. Yeah. So it's soccer esque. Soccer's the same thing. It's yeah. Hockey on, soccer on, hockey on grass. Oh, that's not <laughs> true. But no, it's, it's amazing to me how, again, somebody like me that's heavily involved in the league, that loves the, the, you know, the league and follows it. It's like, oh man, this shit's growing every yeah. year, but then you go into the real world, and everyone's like, "We do, we do soccer in this country." <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I love. I watch about. I watch about four hundred hours of soccer a year. You know, I, sometimes I watch the same game three or four times. Oh wow! Times just to kind of analyze for the stuff. strats. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't about about those four hundred hours. Probably about ten hours are are spent watching MLS. I, I just can't watch it, man, because, yeah. you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but 
to me, the soccer is just it's horrible. It's horrible soccer. And I think um, I think that's points to one of the problems with American soccer and the American national team is uh, just uh, I don't know. I think they just need to re they need to restructure everything. And they need first of all they need to restructure. I think their scouting system. I mean, like you said earlier, they don't come to Salinas. I mean, we have players here, man. Like yeah. they play at the professional level, especially MLS. I, I know that for a fact. Yeah. But so they don't. And so when I look at the U.S. national team, and I've said this to several people. I'm watching the game, right? And I'm thinking, man, you're telling me that out of this country, out of 180 million people in this country, whatever the population is, you're telling me that those are the 11 best fucking soccer players you could put on the field? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not true. That can't be true. That cannot be true. And I say the same thing about Mexico, too. When I look at Mexico's national team, I say, no, you can't. You got to be kidding me, man. That, that, that can't be. That cannot be the 11 best players you could put on the field. Yeah. But... You know, a lot of people point to the size of America. It's so big. You know, they want to. People have talked about breaking it up into four regions and making like four national teams, and then at, when when necessary, put the best players together from each. Damn. Uh, because it's so big, we're a huge yeah. country. You know? But I don't know. There's a lot of, and then you know the other the other thing is one of the other reasons those those organizations don't come to Salinas is because they want to get paid. Yeah. And our kids don't have money, man. We don't have. 10,000 bucks a year to put into an academy or 5,000 bucks to go to a trip here or, or 2,000 for here. We just don't, the kids don't have it, man. And, yeah. And so because they don't have it, the door is automatically closed to them. And there you go. So then they go. They need to invest in like five kids. And That's a great idea. let those kids start kicking ass. Yep. And then all the other teams are going to be like, those fuckers are from Salinas. I'm on those. Because... Like yeah, if all like, quote unquote, all the best players are here, fucking invest in them, man. Fucking exactly. show and the world that that the the quality's here. Oh yeah, you could easily five kids. Like what? What did you say is gonna cost? Fucking multiply it by five, and there you go. It's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, and you could easily five kids a year can come out playing Division One soccer in this city. The talent is that. I, I, talking with somebody actually here at the pub and it was like dude it's not like once every three years there's a really talented kid that comes through it's like year after yeah. year yeah. you could consistently be putting oh, out yeah. some of the the, the better but yeah and then that in itself is now that i say division one because that that's that's what is the goal here you know or for all, every other sport is a, a division one college that's that means you're you're, you're you made closer it, yeah. yeah but at the same when it comes to soccer that's First of all, twenty year old is, could be old in in, the, in soccer. You know, if you're barely developing it at twenty, yeah. there's people that have multiple national caps yeah. already by by twenty. Um, but yeah, that that's weird. That's another thing that that doesn't really fit into the soccer system is the college. You know, because you could be a professional at fourteen, but then because of that, now you can't go. Now yeah. you can't be in the NCAA, yeah. and you know, now you all these scholarships are not available. To yeah, you. and that's what makes it difficult in this country. You know, you know. Let's just say, for example, the kids at Salinas, it, 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 you know, what we're talking about right now, I think, is a little bit more than soccer. It's, we're talking about a 360-degree issue where we could point our fingers at a lot of different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to this country and soccer and acad- academics and going to college, um, you know, the kids have to have the grades. So it's a two-way road, right? Uh, we can invest in them. But they have to invest in themselves. They have to go to school and they have to get good grades. You know, when UCLA comes knocking on the door, they got to have that 3.3, that 3.2 GPA with a 
850 SAT score or minimum, you know, they have to be ready. Yeah. And a lot of t- a lot of times these kids, they're just not ready academically. We try, man. We try and try and try. But some kids are just really different. They don't like school. They just don't like school. They love soccer, but they don't like school. So when these schools come knocking, they're not ready. And so, you know, and, and we, we kind of got to, if we're going to invest, I think we got to invest in, in, in getting them to believe how important academics is. Mm-hmm. You know, East Salinas is a very interesting place too, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you can live your entire life from birth to death in East Salinas and never have to learn a word of English and you'll be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You'll survive. Because when you go to the DMV, the dentist, the doctor, wherever you go, somebody will be there to speak Spanish for, to you or translate for you. And so the problem with that, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, obviously. It's nice to be able to speak Spanish. Yeah. But the, the bad thing is that where's the urgency to practice the language? Where's the urgency to learn English? And why that's important is because when these kids take tests, the directions are in English. The questions are in English. The test is in English. And if they don't practice the language, then they're not going to do very well in these tests. Yeah. And they're not going to get the scores they need to go to college. That's just, you know, loosely how it how it how the web is connected there um you know a typical kid in East Salinas maybe typical would be wake up in the morning mijo vete a desayunar okay mom get in the car Spanish 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 you go to school it's Spanish 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 with the homies you go to lunch it's Spanish 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 if you go to fifth period maybe you raise your hand that day if you don't raise your hand you're not speaking English but you just sit there yeah bell rings you go to sixth period you don't say anything you don't after school, hey, wait, no mama, Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. You go home, the novelas in Spanish, the radios in Spanish. And so the question you ask is, okay, well, when did the language get practiced? Did you write today? Did you read today? Did, did you give a significant amount of time to learning English today? And a lot of times, unfortunately, the answer is not, not really. I didn't, not, not too much today. Yeah. Not too much today. And so they suffer. You know, you might think, oh, they don't, that's not bad. They don't suffer. Yeah, they do, man. It's like, you suffer. You got to practice language. Language is something that has to be practiced, like math. You, yeah. It's like you guys. You came. You, you haven't done a podcast in what? A couple weeks? Two weeks. And you yeah. said, man, I forgot how to do this. It's only <laughs> been three weeks. At yeah. That yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't practice That's it, great. the skill sets kind of fade away a little yeah. bit. You gotta, language is something you got to be practiced, just like soccer. Soccer has to be practiced every single mm. day. The kids have to touch the ball every single day if they're going to get better. Yeah. So I'm no, sorry to rant on about that. But. No, hell no. No, I, I think that's so true. Well, dude, we, I was actually laughing. We, I was at Mi Pueblo. Mi Pueblo is it's all in Spanish and is translated into English. It's a kid. I was like, this is a fucking super. This used to be Safeway. Yep, yep. And it's uh, so, yeah, so that's. But uh, what I think and, and fuck, I don't really. I mean, I'll bring it up with you because I know you won't get all political and shit. But like, <laughs> but sometimes because there's all those those, you know. Those mecha Mexicans, you know, yeah, yeah. that are like, oh, you know, can't believe he said that. English is, yeah, English is. That's the language of the colonizer. Yeah, the yeah, white man wants yeah, you to, yeah. you know. So how how do you, how do you not necessarily combat that, but like, there's there's so much of that on the. There's a lot of angry Mexicans on the east side, and again, I dude, I, I I'm there. I'm an angry Mexican as well on this microphone, um, but I I, I noticed that a lot. I've got. Dude, I've been called an ignorant pig because I was like, isn't like English is okay. I like English. I happen to be good at it, you know. So like, how do you. Again, it's it's more like how do you make it cool, I guess. 
You know, because the cool thing is to be, oh, fuck the man, you know. Yeah. Well, look. Brown pride. Look, and this is what I tell my boys, too, and I'm sure the other soccer coaches do the same thing. And I tell my boys this, look. In any other country in the world, whether it be Chile, Peru, Mexico, wherever you want to go, I don't care. At 14, 15, you're making your professional debut, right? In America, it's just different whether you like it or not. They have in place an academic system. If you want to go to be a professional, you usually have to go play at the college level and get scouted from the college level. That's just how it works in this country. Mm-hmm. Other countries is different. We're not in those other countries. We're in America. And because we're in America, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because I don't like the system. I don't like this academic system. Yeah. I think kids can... Here's the other thing, too. I think, we, I think it should be... At least this is what I think. Schools like UCLA and Stanford and all those places, they get... This country, the university in this country, get the second best soccer players. Because the first, the best, don't have the grades to go to school. They don't have the grades to go to universities. And so these universities are littered with second-rate, full-ride scholarship soccer athletes. Um, For example, we had a, well, we've had many kids at Alistair that have been all-Americans, have been asked by UCLA to come play, but they can't go. And UCLA says, well, what about him? Oh, he's all right. Well, we'll take him then. You know, they, they can't take this guy because he doesn't have the grades and he's amazing. It, incredible player. Yeah. But we'll take, ah, all right, we'll take this guy. That's how it is, man. I mean, and so anyway, I tell my kids, you know, you got to go to school, man. Have the grades. And Besides, what's so bad about that, man? About have, telling your kids to get good grades and go to school, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a capitalistic system and it's, you know, if you're a Mecha guy, that's, uh, you know, you went to school. You, you went to university. <laughs> right? You got your, you that's what I think it's some more fucking funny. You were Cal State LA. You were part of Mecha there. Yeah. You know, don't be a hypocrite when it comes to those things, man. I mean, we're trying to get these kids educated. Besides, and this is a joke I make with a lot of people, if you were a true Mexican, you wouldn't be speaking Spanish right now. And your name wouldn't Finally, be Osvaldo. Dude. And you wouldn't my name oh wouldn't be Cisneros and you wouldn't be speaking Spanish. You'd be speaking some native tongue like Nahua or something. Like and your name would be like Xochitl or Guatemoc. If you, you were a real fucking, Mexican. You, you want to see a real Christian. Mexican go to Oaxaca and those fuckers will blow your mind. Yeah. That's a re- that that guy in Oaxaca could say, I'm real Mexican, bro. And he won't tell you in Spanish. He'll tell you in his native tongue. Yeah, but and he's not Mexica, so he'd be like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, that blood is pure, bro. Yeah. That's Aztec blood right there. That's oh, a Mayan dude. blood right there. That's fucking yeah. So anyway. yeah that, that's what again. When I talk with these people again, they're like, "You need to speak Spanish, and you need to go to church on Sunday." Like, what? <laughs> Where was that six hundred years ago in this fucking part of the world? Because that didn't exist. That is the real colonizer right yeah. there. You yeah. know, shit. Anyway. But you know, you could carry that grudge around. You can put that chip on your shoulder and walk around being anti anti European or whatever it is, but it's not gonna get you anywhere, man. Nah. It's just like you know, I think I think for any immigrant coming to this country, I think I think whether you're Indian, whether you're from Afghanistan, wherever you're from, I think it's important to assimilate. I think it's important to learn the dominant language and to navig- to be able to navigate our society and try to be as successful as you can in our society, you know. I, I tell my boys at Alistair, Alistair is a really unique place because it's 98%, not Latino, but 98% Mexican. I mean, it's a really safe place for us, man. Yeah. Everybody looks the same, talks the same, acts the same, dresses the same, eats the same foods. But the problem with that is that once you leave Alistair High School, that is not indicative of the world. No. You instantly become a minority when you head down to Oregon or to Nevada or Arizona. Yeah. And your safe little Alistair world that you had, is no longer 
it's not there. You can't rely on that. Yeah. And so that's why a trip to LA was important for the boys to get them out of the comfort zone and to let them see that. You know, I'm from LA, man. I was born and raised in LA, but I've been the victim of racism in LA several times. We're talking about a huge city, man, with tons yeah. of Mexicans. I mean, East LA has more Mexicans than any on in, than more Mexicans than any place on earth except Mexico. And even in Mex, even in East LA, there's racism against Mexicans. So, yeah, um, it's just a reality, man. You got to deal with those things. You know, you, you got to deal with the stuff that happens in our lives, man. You got to be able to assimilate, learn the language. And code switch, you know, right now we're using a certain language to communicate. And when I go to the homies in East LA, my, I can use another language and I can communicate with them. And when I'm speaking with uh, a lawyer, I can use another set of language to communicate. So it's important to arm ourselves with different ways of communicating. You know, the, there's the classroom talk, there's soccer talk, there's homie talk, there's, you know, family talk, there's Spanish, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know, just... No, yeah, and there's... are things I, I think about sometimes with... with with the boys and trying to get them to understand certain things. No, and it, I, I, I fully agree, you know, and no, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the, the, even the bilingual thing growing up, you know, that was a big issue growing up in the nineties, you know, with Pete Wilson and shit, but, uh, it was anti-bilingual and it's like, dude, are you fucking, I have a, a whole language, whole nother language, you know, with its own words and stuff to be able to express myself. Like, why is that? Why would that be bad? Why you know why you we would we should encourage try again go to Europe and try to find someone that speaks one language you know see how the fuck they can do it yeah I, I don't I don't get it you know like you said it's just more tools if you're if you're a carpenter you're gonna show up with a a, a hammer and a screwdriver and you think you're gonna build a fucking house you know yeah. like no you if you would take as many tools as you can to do the job correctly and it, yeah. and, it, and it's amazing to me again and I, I, I don't know. I because I, uh, I don't really really want to keep beating out on this bush of the the these like uh, revolu revolutionary type Me Mexicans, you know. And I, but I, I I see what they do is sometimes very dangerous. What they do is, you know, yeah. it's like, dude, it's okay to learn about other cultures and to interact with other cultures. What what trips me out is because uh, once the the ones that are teachers, because like, dude, I've had teachers like you, and you come here. And you're working on your master's or whatever the hell, and you rile up a bunch of fucking 15, 16 year olds, and then you leave. And you leave a bunch of angry 16 year olds with no fucking view of the world, and they don't know what to do. So they, all they know is, oh, the man. It's the man that, yeah. that's against me. And who's the man? Oh, the teacher's the man now, or that cop's the man, or, or the council member, or something. And then they, they, they just push themselves away from this society, and then shit like Donald Trump happens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But you know, um, you know the one thing that, the one thing that kids, not just kids, but any any kids, no matter what your race or your culture is, it's important to know your history. That, yes. That's a fact. Yes. Um, I think you should arm yourself with knowing your history, because history tends to repeat itself. So you should be ready for that. But at the same time, you can't walk around with a shield, man, protecting yourself against the white man or white people or thinking that they're bad or something because they're not. It, it, there's a lot of really cool people everywhere, man. There's yeah. More more cool people. Way more cool people than there are bad people. Yeah, and the majority of people are good, good, good-hearted people, man. And uh, I think it's when you create fear like that by telling them to look out for certain things, it, it does mess with the kids' minds a little bit. You know what I mean? Another beer, another beer coming through. Nice. Oh yeah, I'll take another one. But um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Again, I like to get philosophical because I love philosophy. But, uh, <laughs> <He does. laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah, I do too. I mean, um, 
But yeah, so I just want to make sure we cover the the, the soccer because I, again, I I'm in soccer man, this fucking soccer, and I'm I'm happy that you're here again. Your the team looks good this year. I I haven't actually seen it with my eyes, but the the results are good. And you've been how long have you been here now? Or coaching? this is my uh, I'm starting my ninth year as the varsity coach. Oh fuck! And I did two years as a JV coach. Damn, we've so been here eleven years. Yeah, two thousand six or something. Yeah. Like that. It was kind of you know I'm a I, I teach at Alsa High School, so you know it, never in my life and I I I, I uh, this is a, I swear this is hundred percent true. I never imagined in my life that I would be a soccer coach. And when they asked me to coach soccer at Alsa, my first answer was no, thank you. I said, no, man, I don't want to do it. Uh, I don't have time. and just don't, Something I don't want to do. Yeah. And they said, man, but, you know, we need a teacher that's a coach. We, we don't have any teachers that are coaches, you know. You need to be on campus. You know, and the kids, you get along with the kids and, you know, try it. Fuck. All right, I'll, I'll, What I'll were try you it. doing at the time? So, we, you know, I did it. And I had a ton of fun, man. Just kids are super, super cool, man. And these are straight up Mexican kids, you know. They taught me. They taught me so much. They taught me. Uh, they taught me what it's like to be Mexican. What it means to be Mexican. Yeah. Uh, more so than than when I where I grew up in, in L.A. You know, these guys taught me what it is to be Mexican. They're full of love, and they're always watching out for me. They, they always you know, protecting me and teaching me the language and stuff like that. So I really had a good good time. And now I here I am, what eleven like eleven years later. So um, the kids are super super cool, and uh, um, you know, Alsa has its challenges, but I wouldn't want to be any, anywhere else. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, again, I, it's a great fucking neighborhood. But and then you're a writer, right? You do, you teach I do English. A bit of writing. I teach English at a. And is that what you really wanted to do? Yeah, you're gonna, be, my, you're gonna be dream. the Mexican Bukowski and shit. My dream. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking around L.A. all drunk. Yeah, that was my dream, man. My still is my dream, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm working on a book right now, and uh, um, I actually have somebody interested in publishing it who is uh, kind of famous. His name is Jimmy Santiago Baca. He wrote uh, Blood In, Blood Out. was a movie that he wrote. Oh, shit. And uh, he, he, want, he told <laughs> me he's going to publish my book. The only thing I got to do is finish it, and I haven't finished it yet. So it's been like three years. But oh, wow. <laughs> it's my ticket That's out that of here, procrastination man. Right there. <laughs> my ticket out of here. Nah, but you know, I'm I'm hoping it gets done in 2017. But but yeah, that was my dream. And then you know, soccer happened, and soccer's mm-hmm. soccer's you know, soccer's soccer's soccer, man. So, so you so you still read and, and all that? I do a lot of reading. Um, um, lot, I still write. You know, I write a lot a lot about a lot do of you have influences things. or anything. Is there any writer that really, uh, or at least that you are drawn to? I like uh, Herman Hesse. He wrote Siddhartha and Steppenwolf. I like uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. You know, Hundred Years of Solitude. Um, I like uh, Nietzsche. Um, that fool was too smart. Yeah, he was I, so smart, and he had a banging ass mustache. You know, Neruda with poetry. You know, the Chilean poet, and um, just a lot. A lot. I'm influenced by a lot of different. You ever heard different. of Ariola? Juan Juan Jose, I think it's Juan Jose Ariola, Mexican uh, is a philosopher. No, no, Mexican writer. No, but he's just his adjectives are outrageous, outrageous. This this guy can just just how he he, he has a, a a series of stories called Bestiario, and he just describes different animals. Have you? I I think have you you've have told you, me about it. I haven't you haven't read, read part of it. No, no. Tomas. I had Tomas read part of it. But yeah, so he, it'd be you know like El Rinoceronte, and it's just. 
two pages of him describing a rhinoceros. Wow. But it's just like, fuck, cool. how do you do this? Yeah, yeah. How do you do this? He just has a way with yeah. words and all that. And um, I was having a conversation with uh, somebody the other day about our kids, you know, talking about literacy in our schools, right? Because, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but kids hate, well, especially from my experience at, at, at high school, for the most part, kids hate reading. They despise reading. Yeah. And reading and writing go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. You can't, have, you can't be a successful writer if you're not a very good reader. Mm-hmm. And you can't be a successful reader if you're not a very good you know, writer. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I think it's, a, you know, when, when it comes to writing and you want to be a writer, you know, like if we started a band right now, who do you, who do you, you're influenced by certain bands, right? Yeah. And you're influenced by certain bands and I'm influenced by certain bands and, and then we start our band and that band's probably going to be a reflection of what we're influenced by, right? Yeah. I like The Clash, you might like uh, whatever. Beatles. Yeah. Beatles and you like, you know, opera. And yeah. There, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's our band, right? Yeah. But, so when you're a writer and you don't like reading, your writings, I mean, who you, who you influenced by? Where's your style? Yeah. You know, let's be honest. We get our style from it's a yeah. you know, mm-hmm. cornucopia of right. Yeah, everyone thinks they're original. No one's yeah, no, no one's or, original. no one's original, original. Original. It's like my my coaching. All my coaching is based on what other coaches do. You know, I'm not nothing. There's nothing unique about it. It's just, it's just a copy of whatever I'm, whatever I, flavor of the week. Whatever. Yeah. And You're just carrying that torch. That's right? it. Yeah. Just a little pep with some Mourinho. Just try to keep in. it lit. You know. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to writing, you know, the kids, they need to read, man, so that they can be influenced. And then the writing could reflect their influences, but they just don't have anything to influence them because they don't read. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of my my one idea I have about literacy. And this is all the shit that I think about when I'm. Yeah. When I'm, well, no. And, and when well, I'm it's difficult like, also because you can't go to somebody and be like, hey, look, this book influenced the hell out of me. Yeah. Now you read it because they might not. You know, take it in the same context, sure. or yeah. you do not. They weren't in your place in your life when you read it and all that. So again, I, I guess I see how that could be difficult. You know, because you, you're like, dude, I, this is what you need to do. But if someone's like, but none of this interests me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, like, I, I well, I, again, I brought this up with Cujo. Went to a book, went to a bookstore in San Jose. That's another thing in Salinas. There's no bookstore. Yeah. And that's it's huge, huge. <laughs> it's there's just ideas just get exchanged by people there, and it, uh, I don't know, they're they're big. And one of one of our friends, he's he's younger, he's twenty one, you know, and he's video games and chilling is what he does. But even he found a book there, you know, it was all the just this massive books. He bought a fucking book that day, and he was, Cujo was like, "What the fuck? This is the last person I would have thought I would see buying a book," you know. <laughs> So it's like it, there's out there's stuff out there, you know, and it really it'd be like I guess what I'm trying to say is kind of don't be ashamed if you're listening. Don't be ashamed of hey, if you like comics, guess what? You're reading, you're 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 seeing language being used in a way, you know. Don't 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 let tell people you you have to read fucking Melville or some shit, you know, to 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 really to really understand. No man, if you if you like Doctor Seuss, you know, Doctor Seuss is actually great because damn, he's. he's how he uses his language, but still, yeah. Again, it, it, I could see how that that's difficult, you know. Because I, like I said, I like philosophy, so I I got just books and books of just they're just essays and 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 uh, lectures of philosophers. They're dense ass books, you know. Yeah. No, I could see how people can't just pick them up and read them. Yeah. But I also have, you know, right here, 
Squid Row. That okay. I fuck. I love this thing. Yeah. You know, this thing is it's so and it's so easy to read. Yeah. I could give this to my nine year old niece and she could enjoy it. Or I could give this to my mom and she could enjoy it. You know, and and I don't. You know, to me that's no different than reading. You know, the Myth of Sisyphus by Albert yeah. Camus or some yeah. shit. It's just read. You know, yeah. read is huge. Yeah. Read the fucking back of a shampoo bottle or something. <laughs> I I used to do that growing up in my house in my. My, our house in LA, the the bathroom was always referred to as a library. Like I, don't, I gotta go to the library because we had, I mean, everybody fucking knew right away you're taking the dump. Yeah. So. And I remember if I didn't have anything to read, I would like reach up with my pants around my ankles and <laughs> open the medicine cabinet, pull out the toothpaste, and read all the ingredients in the back of on the toothpaste and words I couldn't even pronounce. And you know, sometimes I would pick up a dictionary and read it like if it was a book. We'll just read it word after word. and Some Malcolm X shit know, right just there. Like, just stuff like that, you know. And, were, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Things things haven't changed. You know, people always say, ah, oh, things have changed. Things haven't changed, man. But kids are kids. Yeah. You know. Um, just try to get them to get them to read, man. Influence them. Yeah. I mean, and does it ever feel like it's overwhelming? Like I'm just one guy in this sea like uh, you're looking at me like, well, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm fully in control. But again, I just say because, like, again, the part of why we do this show is to is we got we were upset at the perception of Salinas. You know, yeah. we thought, hey, this is a town full of people, just like you said. Most people are good, just like in Salinas. You know, but those 200 that are bad get all the focus, and yeah. that's cool. But now we have ways to fight back. But sometimes, it, well, I personally again get the feeling like, dude, it, we. While we have way more listeners and followers than we did three years ago, it's still nothing. You know, it's still a drop in the bucket. And so sometimes, it, not that it's disheartening or that it makes me want to stop, but it's just like, fuck, am I really doing enough? You know, or can I do enough? Is there, what is enough? Is, is that even a, a possibility? And again, you're, again, and I, again, I don't want to seem like I'm being insensitive. Saying you're right in the thick of it, you know, at an Alisal, and but we all know, you know, the, the poverty and the violence is, is 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 surrounding that beautiful neighborhood. Again, it, I love it. I that's, that's where I'm from, you know. That's a, that's where our first fucking twelve years of life were, and that's where I go back to. That's what made me as a person, you know. But uh, but it, it's got its problems, you know. Let's let's be real. Yeah. But does it ever? Does ever you have to take a break? Like, damn, yeah, like this. Yeah, is, I mean, you know, um, it's called winter break, Osvaldo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's probably why it's there. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I mean, there are a lot of there are always issues, you know. Um, you know, I'm a teacher first and foremost. That's what that's my main job at Alisa High School. You know, I'm just a soccer coach for a few months out of the year. It's something that I do because I love, but it's not a big part of who I am. I mean, you know, it, it it's it's fun, but that's it. I'm a teacher first of all. That comes first for me, and um, had unfortunately I've had a lot of problems with kids, you know, who've been who've been killed over the years through violence and, and gangs and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it's never it doesn't get easier, you know. You don't I don't get insensitive to it. Uh, I've lost some really really cool students, man, that I that I really loved, that that I got along with, that were like friends to me, you know, that would have been lifelong friends had they had they been alive right now, and, yeah. and they're great kids, and um, and, and that sucks, and, and you know, and that that is a little overwhelming, you know. And, but you know we got to keep moving forward because there's a lot of other kids that are counting on you also, counting on us also to, to talk to them and teach them and be with them. You know, the the kids I have now, man, they just love coming to school because we can talk. 
sometimes that's all we do. We'll just sit there and talk. You know, that's, yeah. maybe that's what they need. I remember I had this one kid. He was a he was a gangbanger. He probably came to school maybe about maybe about forty times that whole year. And one day we were talking outside. He says, "You know, Mr. C, man, you're the best teacher I've ever had." And I'm thinking to myself, "How the fuck can I be the best teacher you've ever had? I haven't taught you a single thing." But it was just because we we talked because I listened to him and I and I and I asked him questions and yeah. that was it. That's all it took. And sometimes. I think as teachers, we kind of lose sight of that, that. That Sometimes it's that simple, man. Just put the book down, put the lesson plan away, and rap with your kids a little bit, man. Get to know them. Get to know what's going on in their lives at home and stuff like that. So it could be overwhelming, but, you know, it's my job. You know, it's what I get paid to do. And yeah. when it comes to soccer, I've every single year, and maybe it hasn't happened this year, but it could still happen, is I've wanted to quit every single year. And the many, 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 many times that I've wanted to quit coaching also has absolutely nothing to do with kids or the players and everything to do with parents. Um, parents can be brutal, man. And, yeah. um, and they just simply don't understand, man. They just simply, they see what they want to see and that's it. They don't, they, they don't go to any of the practices. They go, don't go to any of the meetings we have. They don't go to the disciplinary talks we have. All they do is they see the lights on on a Tuesday or Thursday. They go to the game and they see the team on the field and they sit there and wonder, why isn't my kid playing? That's it. That's all they. That's yeah. all they're concerned about. Never mind that Al Sal just beat the number one team in the nation, 10-0. My kid wasn't on the field, or my kid only got five minutes on the field. Yeah. And uh, so those are the things, that, but that, that we that I have to deal with, and I don't like it. But yeah. I'm getting I'm getting better at it. I'm older, <laughs> I'm getting better at ignoring ignoring it and just not paying attention to him and, and trying to do his best for the kid. That's it. No, yeah. Well, I see that personally as well. Going to the games, that's immediately what happens. Game game stops and there's a line of parents, four or five parents. I was like, you're like, ah, oh, shit, all right, you, 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 let's go. Um, yeah, I've seen that myself. But anyway, coach, thanks, thanks for being on. I don't know. I hope we covered everything. We're an hour hour in. Yeah, yeah. Know, we can we can always keep going, but no, no, I don't want to hold you anymore. I know. We again, this is earlier than we usually do it. Yeah, man. yeah. We, but I got to film it in the daylight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll, we'll work around your schedule. I came over here because they were napping. So that's why I got out of the house uh, real quick. So I gotta get back. And then for Monterey, yeah, nah, I, I thought bad. you were in town. So nah, I was nah, like, nah, eh, I'll be there at three or four. We'll figure it out. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, nah, no worries, no worries. Uh, thank you guys for for having having me on the show. Yeah, man, for sure. Want to do and uh, fuck yeah. I think we can. Uh, I think we maybe maybe we get some more coaches get us together and uh, rap about. Dude, yeah, well now we we've, we've yeah, had. Cool. Oh shit. Chiquilina, I don't even know his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his name, name from Alvarez, and now we've had you. And so yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know. I just whatever. I I wanted you know this to be soccer town. Sure, I want sure. this to be you know Detroit is hockey town. I want this to be soccer town. I was I was also they they the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame can't never find a home. They're finally building one in in. Frisco, Texas, oh, at the, that the FC Dallas yeah, Stadium. Yeah. And I was like, what? Put it right here. Put it in Salinas, man. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. I was like, how, who do I send an email to? Yeah. I was like, who the fuck am I, you know? But anyway, I want to keep pushing this this soccer thing. And, and again, thanks for coming on. And you, you always got the good knowledge, not only with the soccer, but in life. 
I don't know if any people are listening or a lot of the shit I was asking for myself. <laughs> so my own therapy session right here. Does like the Alisal team have a Facebook or uh, we Facebook have a Alisal High Trojan Soccer Facebook page. You can like the page and uh, get up to date uh, with what's going on with the team in terms of uh, our, that's our for schedule. the parents right there, man. Yeah, we have our Twitter. You can hit us up on Twitter at uh, Alisal at Alisal Football. Um, with a U. Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> and once again, as a reminder, just uh, this Thursday, are you going? So like Thursday, yeah, Thursday yeah, at Alice off five forty-five. Get started? off. It's Alvarez, yeah. Alvarez versus. I'm sorry. Um, Alvarez versus Alice. What's up? Bring cash. High schools do not believe in square. Oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I show up and I give them my card, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, oh. What? I forget. Oh. This is a cash only kind of I deal. Bucks, eight bucks, something like that. Keep uh, the man out of it. Yeah. The, the, the the ATMs only dispense twenties anyway, so you can yeah. afford it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, come out, yeah. support um, support all the teams, you know, support uh, Alvarez. No, nah, I'm there to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> last year, last year Alvarez beat Alisal at home, and I go over to take a picture of the scoreboard. Just or no, it was like two years, no, like three years ago now, because it was when I was doing the blog, like oh, years yeah. back. And I go to, I'm like walking over to take a picture and they turn the scoreboard off and like everyone starts to like, I just hear the crowd like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> it was, oh dude, I got shit. Oh wow. You know, uh, on, on, real, real quick so that people know, a lot of uh, things are really happening now with high school soccer in, in California. So uh, last year for the first time in history, they created the open division. Well, before it was, uh, yeah, division one, division two, II, division three. And those divisions were based on school population. So Alisal, we're at 2,700 kids. That automatically puts us in the Division One category with other big schools. Bellarmine has 3,600 population, Jeez. all boys. So their talent pool is... All boys? Is, yeah. Oh, my so God. So their talent pool is incredible, Poor right? teachers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 3,600 teenage yeah, boys? Yeah. But, but, you know, think about their talent pool for every sport. It's amazing, Oh, right? oh that's so true. That's why yeah. Good. Oh, fuck. And anyway... Um, so that that so what happened is last year for the first time they created an open division, and that means that no matter what your school population is, you can play in the highest division, which is the open division. So you could be like it could be say for example, uh, Palma versus Archbishop Mitty in the final. That could happen um, because of the open division. Yeah. The other thing that's happening next year, and this has been talked about, and it's finally going to be implemented next year, is a statewide state championship. From yeah. San Diego all the way to the San Francisco. So we will finally Ooh, have a state champion next man. year. Damn, yeah. that's so, going to be yeah. crazy. So a lot of cool things are happening for high school soccer. Um, you know, of course, Alisal is going to try to be the first ever state champion, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh, good luck, yeah. man. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, cool. Salinas, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Coach, again, thanks for coming right, on. Good you, luck man. with Appreciate the rest it. of the season. And Happy we'll New Year. definitely be yeah. in touch. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. Baby, yeah. cool. Yeah. 2017. Anyway, we'll catch y'all next week. You have a good one. Who's the other guest?